So randomly on Twitter, Paul Wall was trending. Okay. <laughs> That's random. I know. 2020 is a weird year, though. Paul oh, Wall, baby. Hey, what's that nigga nickname? Boss Hoss? Or Boss Hoss? Boss Hog, bro. Boss Hog. He, he never called himself no Boss Hog, fam. <laughs> I just thought that was a nigga nickname. Nah, that was uh, Slim Thug. I was going to say, that was Thug. I was like, it was one of them niggas. Same, same. Speaking up, so (laughs) uh, still tipping. Still tipping. You know, Slim Thug, Mike Jones, Paul Wall. Oh, yeah. The question on Twitter was who had the best verse on that song? I wanted to know what y'all thought. That's why why Paul Wall was trending. Um, People were saying Paul Wall's name. Um, People's champ. Exactly. Paul Wall, baby. Gimmick infringement. (laughs) <laughs> it is yeah that's fair um i went with paul wall i actually think it's paul wall was the hottest and then mike jones and then slim thug i literally think the Ooh. song went in the order of hotness it got progressively better in your opinion yes <laughs> Dude, baby. i've always been i've always been partial to slim thug uh verse but then when i listen back to the song like paul wall got his shit off he did. I can't in good conscience say Mike Jones. So You don't fuck with Mike Jones? I don't fuck with Mike Jones. What? I don't know, bro. Mike Jones has some hits, bro. I don't fuck with Mike Jones. He, he had a few hits, B. Man, I Mike know. Jones ended his verse by saying, back then, hoes didn't want me. Now well, I'm hot, hoes all on me. Full no, time man, emphasis. Bro. Now I'm hot. They all doing the chop the screw shit. They was getting oh, Them niggas the, they shit off. The crazy <laughs> thing with that is each time Mike Jones say that line, I get more excited as it progresses. <laughs> so it's like he, he did his job. Yeah. They yeah, knew they lane. Job. They stayed in them. He they definitely stayed in their lanes. They was killing shit though for a minute. Dude, my yeah. freshman year sweet mate, that dude loved chameleon air. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anybody be a bigger fan <laughs> for any artist. Than that dude was for Chameleon Air. I knew a Chameleon Air so stand too. It's random as shit. You like, what the fuck? Yeah, the nigga called. He was like, man, y- y'all can't fuck with Millionaire, man. Chameleonaire, man. I'm like, dog, go on. <laughs> <laughs> go on now. That shit don't even sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Some people do really fuck with him like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, it's each his own, I guess. Hey, Ken, whose verse, who did you have? I'm going to say Paul Wall. All right, clean sweep. I like that. Let's get into the show. Hard <laughs> time soon. <laughs> My bad. All right. Welcome to episode 159 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. And this your boy, T I M K I N Z, the number three, aka S, aka Mr. Gibbon. How y'all be this week? I'm the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, Kay Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. The everyday gentleman. 24-7. But better known as Kay Diddy. 
Yeah, people jump wrong. <laughs> yeah, wrong. All right. So, for those of you who don't know and those of you who do, how about you follow me like Scooby Doo? www.technicalfile.com Don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker You're damn right Also follow us on Twitter and the Instagram At Technical File You can find us on Facebook Technical File Podcast Which is our Facebook page And you can over mosey on over to Technical File Pod (laughs) over time Which is our Facebook group where you can join in with the listeners Fans and the fam There you go um, like us every week, man, if you guys enjoy being a part of this amazing technical file fam, um, share with everyone you know, um, your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, everyone, um, share with everybody. We don't grow without y'all. So, um, share with somebody right now. Okay, it's warm outside, y'all outside driving, I'm gonna bring it back. Let them all <laughs> window down right now. I'm gonna get y'all the time. Let them window down, turn the radio entirely all the way up right now. Entirely all the way up. All the way up. The loudest. Louder. Okay, y'all okay, there? I think, I think we, that's the loudest we can get it, got to be. All right. All right. <laughs> hey, you, listen to Tech File. Better talk to him. Right now. Tell him. It's a podcast. And we black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, that too. That too. <laughs> yeah, listen to Tech File. Don't play shit in Brookfield, though. <laughs> y'all go ahead and do that. Players are starting to protest. This is as black as you can get <laughs> <laughs> with sport content. It's the blackest podcast you're going to find. Blackest. I'm black, y'all. I'm black and the black and the black. <laughs> we saw black Terry Crews don't listen to us. Oh, dude. Oh, dog. Terry Crews ain't welcome here. Hey, fuck. <laughs> the he devil is isn't that welcome here. Who's that from uh, Bad Boys 2? <laughs> it's the hey, devil. <laughs> Ken, is there a tech file challenge for the week? Um, yeah, I think everybody that um, participated in uh, last week's challenge, you know, um, recommending a, a book. Um, this, week, <coughs> um, this week, recommend a TV show. Um, a few <laughs> weeks ago, we did binge watching uh, what shows we watched binge watch through the coronavirus. <laughs> um, oh, I got through it, though. I got through it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, let us uh, recommend a show for us to watch. Something that's dope that you've been watching or you want to put us on to. So that, yeah. that's what we'll that this week. Something that's good to binge watch. Yeah. Don't 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 no bullshit. Yeah. I was about to start the wire because I haven't seen anything yet, but I seen a clip of like the start of season four. She walking to like some warehouse trying to buy a staple gun. So yeah. I was like, I was looking to watch the clip. I was like, this shit look like it is really good, huh? I'm like, let me go ahead and start watching this shit. So I might, I've never seen it. So I'm probably start episode one, season one tonight. Only seen season one. I haven't seen past season one. Mm. Sorry, I wasn't listening. What show? The Wire. The Wire. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got to watch mean, that. It's been considered the greatest television show of all time. So I keep hearing that. Go wrong with it. You know <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what? I'll rewatch it with you. Oh, for sure. But we can tweet. We can tweet through it. Okay. I swear that's one of my favorite things on Twitter is like when people start watching um, Game of Thrones for the first time and then they tweet through it because it hits the same exact beats every time. <laughs> like this shit weird. You <laughs> know, on what? Damn, I really like this character. Damn, they just killed this character. <laughs> like, every- <laughs> that's a good one. That okay. yet either. I gotta that's watch Game of Thrones too. I like that. Uh yeah, so make sure you recommend a TV show for us. Binge watchable TV show, Tech File Challenge this week. Do it. But wherever you find podcasts, you can find us. That includes Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, 
Yep. Mm. SoundCloud. For sure. Stitcher. <laughs> that worked that, that good? Yeah, I got that this week. <laughs> Spotify. Spotify. iHeartRadio. Himalaya. Wooshka. Wooshka. And wherever you're listening to this podcast episode right now, while there, make sure that you like, subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars better. Um, it helps us and we appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Like, we really appreciate everybody who takes the time to give us a rating. It helps us so, so much. Y'all don't even know. Trust us. It helps a lot. Do that for us. Um, we're going to shout out the uh, top listening cities for the last week of the show. So shout out to everybody who's listening. Shout out to everybody who's telling a friend, like can be telling y'all. Mm-hmm. Number one this week, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Welcome back. Okay, Milton. <laughs> Number two is Fitchburg, Wisconsin. Fitchburg. Fitchburg. Oh, what okay. up, though? <laughs> what up, Fitchburg? Number three, we have Fresno, Texas. Fresno, Hi, always. Fresno? Fresno, let's go. Number four. We got Inglewood, California. Inglewood? Uh, what up? <laughs> Always up to no good. Number five, we got Spring, Texas. What up? <laughs> Always Texas love. Spring got sprung. Number six, we have Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's Iggy Code in Minnesota. Hey. Number seven, we have Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. Oh, Minnesota. Okay, for sure. I'll see you. What up? Number eight, we got Crowley, Texas. All right, Crowley. Uh, they usually can. They're pretty. You know what I mean. What up? You want to finish a sentence? No, I'm saying like they usually. They usually in there. Like they kind of sneak their way in and out. Crowley is cra- Crowley is crawling its way up the list. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you, I see what you did there. Zinger. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine. I believe this is a new city. I don't think we've ever had them on a top ten. Upper Marlboro, Maryland. Smoke them if you oh. got What up, Marlon? And then at uh, he's a Marlon at number <laughs> ten. <laughs> we got Racine, Wisconsin. Racine, what up, homies? Actually, drove through Racine for the first time over this weekend. Oh really? Uh, Was that thoughts, fun? thoughts, and opinions. <laughs> Or you see it ain't for the be on the list next week. <laughs> <laughs> like, these niggas, man, I'm so sick of this shit. <laughs> it's just I um I looked up and I was on Martin Luther King Drive and I was like, I know exactly where I'm at right now. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody like drove past and almost side swiped like three different cars. Oh. Got to the end of the block, there was a gas station with the the old school, but it wasn't very well kept, but it was on it was on like 24 stuff. So Oh, you know, it yeah. sounds like a good time. It looked like a big little city. I was like, it sounds like Milwaukee, like it's yeah. like it's one block. Milwaukee <laughs> light. It, yeah, I ain't gonna say the rest of that sentence, but yeah, looks like mini Milwaukee. Let's put it that way. Mini Milwaukee. International listeners, Dublin fell out. We didn't have no, no island this week, y'all. Oh. But we did oh. have Pol- We had Poland, Norway, and Spain was back. Oh, Spain came back. We lost one. Welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into the topics of the week, y'all, shall we? 
We have some bad news for the MLB. So they had a COVID outbreak uh, all up and and through the Miami Marlins clubhouse. So it started off with just a couple of players tested positive, three players on Sunday. They, they found out like, yeah, I got the Rona. <laughs> and the team had a meeting and they said, uh, we're going to play. Regardless. Sure, they punk ass. Yeah, mm-hmm. we like regardless, we gonna play. They said not playing was never their mentality. <laughs> Next thing you know, they got cases going through the roof. Right now, it's up to seventeen people in that clubhouse who have tested positive um, as of Tuesday morning. So, given the outbreak, the MLB is actually postponing all of the Marlins games through Sunday. So they're gonna postpone six of their games. This is crazy. How do you in good conscience play a game knowing that you have this disease? Or at the very least that you've been exposed to it. Yeah. Like, wow. All three of them is like, you know what? Uh, we'll be all right. No. And, the, and they team agreed. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's some wild shit. So the, the, the baseball is really worried about the Yankees right now, too, because they're like, well, not the Yankees, the Phillies, because mm-hmm. they all had to get tested because they played against the Phillies over the weekend. And the news actually came in that they were all cleared. Oh, so the, all of them are good now? The okay. Phillies are good. Yeah, because I know oh. they was waiting on it earlier this morning. And I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting. <clears throat> but they end up flip-flopping uh, the Yankees games. Yep. Is But it, that's just, it's wild that you really, because you know, a lot of motherfuckers probably just think this is a joke. <laughs> they still thinking this is a joke. Anyway, you know what? I feel fine. Let's go out and have a whole ass game. And they say, I got it, but it, I don't feel nothing. Now, most of your team got it. Well, not even most. 43% of your squad got it. That's mm. a lot of shit. I don't get how it's the player's decision. Like, I don't get how that's not, Facts. like, team doctor, team, like, organizational, like, whoever gave them the test and gave them the results should be like, oh, no, we we putting an end to this. Like, it should be automatic. Like, it shouldn't even be a discussion point. Yeah. Baseball's issue right now is that they don't have a plan in place once a player gets COVID. They have everything leading up to preventative maintenance, but once the player get COVID, they have nothing. <laughs> no. 113 pages of a rule book and not one page, not one section. Not one. Well, the guy gets it. We should be fine. That just... That's the no to a bubble system. Right? What, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, though. Um, what impact do you think this has on, like, the NFL? Like, this feels like something that could easily happen in the NFL as well. Yeah. That's why we've seen six players say, no, <laughs> one squad today. I feel like that may have impacted their decision a lot. Because a lot of these cats, I mean... Especially in the NFL, like a lot of these guys are educated, so they like you know what they really don't have a plan in place. How strong is our plan that we agreed to? Nah, I'm good, bro. I'm really good on that, and I don't I don't blame them. Me uh, I never underestimate the NFL's ability to not give a fuck about their labor, so I don't think it impl- impacts the NFL in any way. Like they're gonna keep going forward. Um, like next man up is a mantra for a reason. So if somebody get COVID or a large percent gets COVID, like it's, I don't know how many thousands of failed 
former college football players that are on the market that can get signed and take their places. Fair. Yeah. I don't think that's right, but that I know I know the NFL and it's realistic. Yeah. It'd be like the lockout season. The replacements. Mm-hmm. Well, there was some other trouble, uh coronavirus related in the NBA. So Clippers guard Lou Will, he was investigated by the NBA about (laughs) his actions and his whereabouts while he was on an excuse leave from the bubble, right? Mm -hmm. And the questions began because the Instagram photo from rapper Jack Harlow, who, by the way, I have never heard of. And that's when I knew I was old. I was like, who? who Hey, it's so I like it so much. I can't tell you what his song was. Not one. Um, What's popping? Brand new whip just hopped in. Uh, okay. <laughs> hey, I tried to get, I couldn't could think yet, but I'm an old nigga too. That's all. <laughs> that's all. Deuce's silent laugh cracks me up every time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what made me stop. I was like, oh, I Because <laughs> you can't I'm hear it. <laughs> you don't hear the payout. Dude, you got to oh. unmute yourself when you laugh, fam. That's the new rule. Oh, you got to unmute yourself when you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, after the picture popped up, Jack was like, oh, actually, that's an old picture. Uh, I was just reminiscing. Cause, <laughs> Kudos cause to I, him. <laughs> what? I, I miss my bro. <laughs> yeah, I miss my family. My bad. He tried to, hey, that was a good, no strip club not the time that is going to be empty like that. That was not no good light. Lou Will had on an NBA face mask that he clearly got in Orlando, fam. Hey, but okay, in his defense, he did say in in multiple interviews that he loves getting the food there. That is very so maybe, true. Maybe he's just coming. He was like, hey, let me go grab some wings real quick. And they was, you know, he was like, yeah, I'm here. You know, I'm grabbing food. I ain't here for titties, you know? <laughs> hey, they that's fair. Fire. That's what he said, but he still got hit with a 10-day quarantine, which I think was fair. And let me say, I don't have a problem with him going somewhere to get food. When I saw the picture picture of him without a mask on, that's when I was like, I have a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Like, dog, come on, man. Like, at the very least, wear a mask. Like, you know what what you want. You in a whole bubble. Like everything, bro. Some at G- least wear your mask. But What's I don't know if this story would be as big if it wasn't Magic City Wings. Hey, but I'll okay. try these wings now. Hey, know. somebody posted their wings. They did look fine. <laughs> that was when I did. Oh, this wow. was like they, yeah. that shit looked good. Hey, oh, what? I was like, shit. I go. I swap. Gotta take a trip down to Atlanta. We supposed to go to Atlanta this <laughs> summer, but um. <laughs> hey, I'm here. I'm here for the chicken. <laughs> hey, we gotta go drive and get the chicken. <laughs> I'm here for the breast, the legs, and the wings. <laughs> I want it all. Try them out. But, um, yeah, what did y'all think about this whole situation? Like, do y'all think this is a – is the news coverage is getting a big deal? Like, I think we can all agree that he deserves to be in a 10-day quarantine. Correct. But, but do you think this story, I mean, would be as big if it wasn't Magic City? Mm. Hmm. I mean, I think no. it would be bigger if he went to some hole in the wall strip club too. The Uncle Roscoe strip joint. Like, damn, he wanted to get chicken from there? Yeah, I think they'd be even madder about that. They're like, damn, when you went over there to the small joint, you couldn't get it to Magic City. Magic City got the shit. That's not what I meant, Tim. I meant <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that it being Magic City gives him plausible deniability, like to refute Tim's point. Like 
people actually do go to Magic City for their food. The thing is, like you got you got recorded being there. It looks like you just kicking it. Like you can't just say like, "Oh, I came and got takeout from BW3s or something." Like there's a chance that you were just hanging out there. So I don't think that it would be that big of a deal if he went to a place specifically for food, got it to go, and bounced. Like he here taking pictures with rappers, like <laughs> kicking it. Altogether, it's just gonna. It, it's a bad look, regardless of like what reality was, and I think that it sends the right message for the NBA to then like lock him down when he comes back, because it's like you can't just like bounce out the bubble with an excuse and then just do whatever the fuck you want for the time that you away, and then come back and think that you're just gonna hop right back into it. Media mm-hmm. blown all up, got our name looking all bad and shit. Yeah, and he was taking tests the whole time he was away or whatever, but. And he was there for, he was, like I said, it was an excused absence from the bubble. Uh, he was, was like attending a funeral, a, right? a funeral yep, for a, a close family friend, the father of a close family friend. But uh, yeah, that was a bad look. Kendrick Perkins actually wrote <laughs> <laughs> that it was disturbing when a rookie like Zion Williamson acts more mature than a veteran on Twitter, which was a retweet of him actually saying those words on Get Up. Lou Will responded, 15 years in this business, and this is the most dirt you have on my name is stopping to get hot wings during the pandemic. Perk, shut up and stop laughing and saying it's just for TV when you run into me. I catching traffic. <laughs> <laughs> Perk is moving like a sucker, though. Like, this entire yeah. year, like, he does a lot of shit for clout on TV or on mm-hmm. social where like he knows these dudes in real life, like don't move, you know, like make sure that you move and keep that same energy. Let's put it that yeah. way. Yeah, move in public the way you do in private. Don't be out here uh faking the font. Okay. I hear fighting with Ryan Hollis trying to see who the most annoying broadcaster is. Ryan's still winning. <laughs> <laughs> um as we mentioned earlier, the uh, NFL's Player Association, they clearly, you know, they agreed to a plan. So training camp is going on. It opened up today as we record. So players are going to get that first test. Uh, just some key points from what they all agreed to. The NFL hired bioreference laboratories to handle all of their testing. That is the same company that does tests for the MBA and the MLS. And they've been assured of getting results within 24 hours. Um, any revenue that they might lose over the season will be spread out over the next four years. There is going to be a fund established to pay back benefits um, that were eliminated as a result of the virus up to 2023. And as well, they'll pay back any loss guaranteed money to players. And a key point here is that the NFL players that are considered high risk to COVID, they can earn $350,000 in an accrued NFL season if they choose to opt out for this season. Players without risk can also opt out, but they will earn only uh, 150000 With that being said, players across the Just league nice. are, <laughs> are opting out. Like Wildfire. Yeah, it's, it's spreading. Uh, the Patriots have the most players at the moment that have opted out. Patrick Chung, Dante Hightower, Brandon Bolden, Marcus Cannon, Danny Vitale, Najee Torn. Like, they're, like, they lost some <laughs> heavy hitters here, like, Every just about let me see how many teams this they lost like starting tackles, starting safety, starting linebacker. They probably gonna lose. They might lose a corner because <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Eddie Eddie Goldman on the Bears, who's like the 
driving force if y'all hold defensive line. Starts yeah. to he said he was opting out. Yeah. Like it's yeah, Andre and, Smith is a big one for the uh, Ravens because he didn't start and tackle. Yeah. And like, this is not me being um, wishing that, hoping the season fails or anything like that, but I have a very hard time seeing how the NFL finishes the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that being said, thinking about like, oh, like they're, they're down, like the Packers don't have Devin Funches. Like, it's hard for me to think about that because I'm like, are y'all even going to play a game? Yeah. Like, any player, in my opinion, that's opting out, like, salute to you. Like, I understand. Like, do what's best for your family and you. It's people on, I've been seeing them online trying to shame players for opting out. Like, Danny Canale. <laughs> it don't make sense. Like, they got to take care of themselves. We are a player-friendly pod. Take care of yourselves and do what Marshawn said. Protect your chickens. <laughs> take care of your chickens. Take care of your mentals. <laughs> Take care of yourselves. Yeah. Um, Eric, can I? Wait it out. All right, cool. (laughs) Eric, can I ask you a question real quick? Sure, shoot. Um, What do we on this podcast refer to the football team in Washington as? Uh, The Washington football team. Guess what? That is the name of the team for the season. <laughs> I, they be stealing, man. They be listening. <laughs> that 2017, Eric was on the show and he said, I don't even feel right saying the name of that team. We ain't going to say the name of that team. We just going to say the Washington football team. And we've said it so much that when I saw this was the name, it was natural. Like I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like the Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I'll be honest, like I hate to give them credit for anything but i kind of like it like especially like with the branding like the uniforms and stuff like it's actually pretty clean yeah like removing all the insignia and stuff like that like they have the num- the helmets with their numbers on it like everything is just like it's still the same color scheme and everything like it's just kind of removing <clears throat> the Racist obvious part. references to native americans so i feel I like know, it's I, a it's a cleaner uh more team oriented feel too like mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of you know, us being about this shield or this logo or this brand is is the Washington football team, and that's going to be our brand. We'll just, we're here for them. We're here to entertain them, and we're here to take care of business. You just got to change owners, and then everybody will believe all that shit. <laughs> and I I think that people get hung up because they're so used to like American sports. But if you think about it, like the Barcelona Barcelona is the Barcelona Football Club, like. Other places like this is normal. It's just naming your city and then what you are. So like you don't need like a mascot or a logo necessarily. Like I, I saw LeBron tweeting, like I woke up from my net and what is this with uh, Washington football team nonsense? It's like open your mind up, <laughs> just be be open minded to other things like <laughs> what you're used to. Meanwhile, they oversee silly Americans. <laughs> why, why, right? Why you playing for a team that's named after lakes in a state that doesn't have a bunch of le- that isn't known for your lakes. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they really should love that name in Minnesota. Show them. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they don't change the history of the franchise. It's just a name. Right. I, I mean, the Minnesota football team. I, mean, I wouldn't mind. I would, I, you know, honestly, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I, I watch soccer too, though. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Milwaukee Basketball Club. I would be fine with that. 
We ain't gotta have nicknames. We can just, just give us a dope scheme. Give us a dope scheme. Because <laughs> the cool thing about Washington is like now, like all their like all over their jerseys, it just says Washington. So like, if I'm from DC, like I'd be like, yeah, yeah, give me a, give me Washington across my chest. That's mm-hmm. a fact. That's like a I would actually be proud to wear that as opposed to like a That's Native dope. American mascot that they had on Twitter. I was like, oh, or was it? I don't know what was it Twitter or I think it was Twitter, but the other they had a skull cap that they showed and it's like I would cop that shit. It was Twitter because <laughs> I was like, I can see you wearing it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like when I saw the cap, I was like, I have a whole fit in my head that Tim could pull off with that hat. <laughs> <laughs> don't let me forget to tell you when you order that hat what the fit is. For sure. Uh Madden comes out in a month, well, under a month at this point. And they said they're going to actually remove all the old team name and logo and whatnot. It's going to be a day one update to the game. Now they said there might be some still left on launch day, but they work in quickly and it will not be part of the game. So that's kind of cool. Um, Let's get into some transactions. Tim, we're going to start with, we're going to start with the the big guns anyways. Let's, let's, let's do NFL first. All right, <clears throat> biggest trade. The New York Jets trade Jamal Adams and the Jets' fourth-round pick in 2022 to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for Bradley McDougal. Uh, first-round pick in 2021, third-round pick in 2021, and a first-round pick in 2022. That was a monster. Two uh, firsts. Two firsts, a third. Wow. Mm. Mm. Instant reaction. Do you think that any team lost this trade? No. No. Yeah, no. No losses here. Why you say that? Because, I mean, Seattle basically is without worse or listen, like, what are they? So, with these with these picks, they can actually start the rebuilding process around Russell right now. Mm-mm. The picks went the other way. That's a bail. Oh, with the other way? Yeah, the yeah. picks went to the Jets. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, they got Jamal Adams. Oh, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I think, let, let, me, let me pick up the ball for you. I, I think that Seattle is in title contention mode, so they need as many right now players as possible. Um, and adding an all-pro, probably future Hall of Fame safety is a smart move at this point because um, you, you all in. Like, you just cashed Russell out. Like, you need to – amass as much talent as possible whereas the jets they're in full rebuild rebuild mode so for future picks like that benefits them more than it would seattle um i don't think they need to be in the business of giving up young talent but when you have an alienating coach like adam gase um <laughs> you know like you need to get problem characters out well, not problem but you know like characters that are going to clash with your head coach out of there before infects the rest of the team. You know, one thing um, that's really interesting, a lot of people said they wouldn't trade two first for Adams. Like, that's too much. And I was like, I can understand that. But to Eric's point, like, you have to do that now. Like, you got the window. Go for it. And also, Seattle's going to be pretty good. If this season finishes out, the draft pick is probably going to be in the low 20s anyways. Like, Seattle's going to be good. So they're probably going to be good next year as well. <laughs> that being said, like they're too low first, like first rounders, like I'm not trying to devalue it, but it's not the same as a top five pick. Exactly. 
So it's a little bit low risk. And why not? Like, you don't know what this pandemic is going to do anyways. Who knows what the 2021 draft will look like? How much scouting they'll be able to do. This could be a terrible draft. But you've yeah. got Jamal Adams. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, if they don't have a college season, you got to go off of two years, take from two years ago. Mm-hmm. So the, it's kind of an unknown. You got to hope that they still stay in shape and things like that. Um, but for the Jamal Adams chess trade, immediately I was like, holy shit, the Seahawks are scary. <laughs> yeah. They're scary as hell because like, they weren't bad last year at all. Their defense was pretty good last year, too. So they're just reconstructing another scary fucking defense. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dude, you know, he, and he could be in the box. So he out here blitzing quarterbacks. He out here making tackles behind the line of scrimmage. He can cover because he out here playing across the middle like he a linebacker, but he also a safety that can go ahead and track the uh, wide receiver down. And he hit hard as a bitch. Like, Jamal Adams is an all-pro safety in his second year. This is going on year number three. So the Seahawks get him on a rookie contract, which he agreed to keep playing on. So they save a shit ton of cash. So they still got money to sign somebody else. And then they don't have to extend him until either next year or the year after. Because he still got five years on that rookie deal. But you did just trade, like you said, low first round picks and a third for someone who was all pro in their second season. Mm -hmm. The only issue that you may run across, though, is that you're changing defensive coordinators. You don't know if this actually going to work out. I would call you just you always gotta undercut your whole right. <laughs> I get both sides now. Do you though? Um no, I have a question for y'all um as football watchers. Like how do you feel about an organization choosing their head coach who hasn't proven anything over their second year all pro safety and their big high price running back because Le'Veon ain't happier either. Yeah, I don't really understand it. I don't understand it at all. Um like they act like they got Belichick over there. Like right. Jets organization has been doing goofy shit. Gates got hired after they drafted the team. Actually now that I remember <laughs> I mean yeah, GM that <laughs> they got they fired their GM over him too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He drafted the damn team. Now, he must got pictures of the owner. <laughs> we <laughs> said, hey, we got something on somebody. Come on, somebody, bro, because they ain't no way in hell. Y'all keep letting this goofy shit happen. Like, no, bro. No, I, he got something on somebody. somebody. He got them weird. He got that the weird eyes, too. Cocaine eyes. eyes. He's he a little shifty. Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Hey, we seen the interview. Everybody seen the interview. Looking at them butterflies. <laughs> All right. Keep us going, Tim. What uh, else been going on, fam? Kansas City agreed to terms on a one-year contract with veteran office lineman Kalichi Asamale. Um, he's actually still pretty good. So that was a good pickup because they're starting left guard. We talked about last week, the doctor. He um, sitting out for the season for COVID. So that was a nice pickup for them. Um. The Chicago Bears have traded tight end Adam Shaheen to the Miami Dolphins for a late conditional, uh, late round conditional draft pick. Can I just say real quick? Can y'all GM is terrible. <laughs> he is, yo, we have a hundred tight ends. All right, well, we, we got fifty tight ends, bro. All right, like, like now you got forty nine because you just <laughs> right. <laughs> No, I didn't realize he was a second round pick. Yeah. Trash. Like, 
uh, it's rough. It's rough being a Bears fan. I'm not gonna lie. From from our quarterback to our upper management, it's just was that um, last week that you were saying Super Bowl or playoffs or whatever the hell you said? He oh, said yeah. some bullshit. Still playoffs. He can, be disapp- he, can be, he can be disappointed and uh, still think that his team gonna be yeah. hard. Don't think, don't think it's sweet. Damn, you sound like a Cowboys fan, bro. Knicks fan. <laughs> oh, no, no, Knicks fan. It's all year. How's it y'all year? Y'all barely okay. Well, that well with that trade, y'all now have seven tight ends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck has seven tight ends, bro? Why did y'all have nine? Y'all had a million. Y'all had to get had eleven at some point or thirteen. And they pick one the first round this year. And one of them is Jimmy yep. Graham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And signed Jimmy Graham. Yeah. <laughs> and then after the tight end right after, like, yeah. 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 Um, I got a, a tight end thing over there. Yeah, yeah, I got pause shit going on. Over there. <laughs> 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 oh, y'all wild. Um, wild the, Minnesota, the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> and head coach Mike Zimmer signed a three-year contract extension. Zimmer's extension placed him under contract with the team through 2023. Um, on a conference call to address the three-year extension, Zimmer said that running back Dalvin Cook will show up to training camp on Tuesday when veterans are set to uh, report. Cook's agent, Zach Hiller, said the conversation never happened. First, congrats <laughs> to Coach Zimmer on his earned extension. Hiller told ESPN's Adam Schefter, and however, Dalvin has not spoken to him in regards to reporting to camp. We are unsure why this was said. I hope Dalvin can continue to play a major role in the Vikings' future success. How you just go lie for no reason? <laughs> just flat out. Yeah, we talked to him. Like, it was no purpose of you lying, sir. Like you do know, I'm going to tell them. No, I didn't talk to you, right? Like you just. But he was, he was listening to like, well, I didn't even talk to that nigga. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be wild, but that's like some shit. Yeah, that's like somebody said that shit to you. You'd be like, oh yeah, I heard uh, you was talking to so and so. Who? I wasn't talking to nobody the other day, but. Say love you. I was gonna lie. Uh, gonna lie. <laughs> NFL injuries. Uh, Washington quarterback Alex Smith, who suffered a devastating tibula and fibula fracture in 2018, which sucked because that actually tied into that whole text message thing that was going on between uh, Gruden and DJ Swearinger. It was some whole. It was a whole rabbit hole of shit where it was Gruden was talking about. Uh, Soringer had a bad game. Gruden was like, "All right, you want to fuck around? Then we're gonna play." And he was like, "What you talking about?" And I guess that led down another rabbit hole for. It was a whole bunch of shit where he ended up setting the tackle that ended up having to be replaced by a guy who blew the block that got Alex Smith hurt. It was some. It was a crazy shit. I gotta find that for you. I'm sending that to you. I remember that. <laughs> but. Uh, 36-year-old Alex Smith, uh, who contract runs through 2022, acknowledged that this is just the first step, albeit a critical one in the process of trying to return to football. Mm-hmm. I sure. wish there was something I love as much, well, not like my family, but I wish there was a job that I loved as much as, as Alex Smith loves playing football, because if I almost lose my leg doing anything, I'm never doing that thing again. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, shit. <laughs> I think he's still... Is he is he a free agent? I think he's a free agent now, or is he still under Kansas? City? I thought he stayed with, like Kansas City allowed like they they, they did something for him. Was it Washington? It's, he played Washington. Okay. So when um, they agreed to keep him under the uh, under their facility in order for him to uh, help him rehab when that happened, I think something like that. 
But is he still on the actual team? I can't remember if he was a free agent. Oh, I have no idea. You asked the question. Okay? <laughs> Anywho. <clears throat> NBA transactions. Uh, the New York Knicks and Tom Thibodeau are finalizing a five-year deal to make him the franchise's next coach. Uh, New York mm. was 21-45 and 45 this season, <laughs> missing the playoffs for the seventh straight year. Uh, Thibodeau is the 11th in career-winning percentage for coaches with 500 or more games. He has a 352 and 246 uh, win-loss record uh, or 58% record in eight seasons with Minnesota and Chicago. Uh, Thibodeau, 62, comes to the Knicks after a tumultuous two-plus seasons with the Timberwolves that include the franchise's first playoff berth in 14 years and an unraveling centered on all-star Jimmy Butler's trade demand that led to Thibodeau's dismissal as president and coach in 2019. Yeah. Tips to New York. (laughs) I, I love it when, like, stuff becomes apparent after the fact. So, like, I want to say a day or two before they hired Tibbs, um, it was released in the New York media that Jason Kidd was now the front mm-hmm. runner for the job. And it's very <laughs> obvious that that was just like a, a leverage play, like to get Tibbs to agree today to their contract. Because all along, like it's been Tibbs in New York, Tibbs in New York. And part of that is because his old agency is now running the Knicks. So mm-hmm. it's an obvious, an obvious uh, connection there. But you know they put they put the squeeze on them and they got them to agree to what they wanted. Is this good for New York? Like, should New York Knicks fans be happy that they now got Tibbetho in charge? Now he's most likely going to have a top ten uh, player on his team, uh, mm-hmm. given the Knicks record. He's never been really friendly to rookies, but he's also never had one as a top ten pick that he drafted. So. Who knows? Uh, as others have highlighted, like the young players on the Knicks and their incoming draft pick need to run for the hills because that man is about to run them <laughs> into the ground um, if they get playing time. That's a fact. Speaking of which, so David West actually had tweeted, uh, man, how many times can you fail up as a black head coach? I feel for the young players whose development will stagnate, but they will be blamed for not working hard. And mm. how many opportunities has Mark Jackson gotten? Patrick Ewing got a shot at NBA job yet, or I missed that. Ty Lue been given another shot at leading the team. So West is one of those players who absolutely opposes Tom Thibodeau with a young squad. Because, I mean, you still got R.J. Barrett from last year, too. So that he'll have, in essence, two top five, ten picks. Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell, yeah, I was in Mitchell. That's, that's who I'm most worried about. So ooh, would it be the kid effect? You thinking? Be, does he is he like the kid effect when he was on the box? Like, what's the he, kid effect? He kid developed, but he worked. You mean the Mark out. Jackson effect? What's the Mark Jackson effect? What's that one? I think what you're about to talk about, like he develops the develops the star, gets him to a certain point, but he might not be like the long term option. Or more so, like I'm like he was. A lot of people were saying that him and uh, Jabari was having issues because he was like beating down on some of the younger players. They said he was tough on Giannis, like he was just tougher on the younger players. So Thibodeau I pretty much got the same rep as being really hard and tough on younger players. Is what I was getting at. Oh, uh, Jason Kidd was just a dick. Period. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't an age thing. <laughs> that was like, not an age thing. Yeah, that was a talent thing. 
by the end of it, like Giannis was pretty much the only player that had like a positive relationship. And part mm-hmm. of that is because kid knew, well, one, Giannis likes getting coached hard, but two, kid knew where his bread was buttered. <laughs> so he didn't give a fuck about the rest of them. He's like, hey, Giannis likes me, so fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, he was just a dick. I hope he's been, uh, clearly he's been better in LA because we haven't heard not a word about him. So <clears throat> ain't nobody coaching over there, LeBron coaching. Hey, bro, ain't nobody so, got a coach in LA. Hey, we have a well oiled machine over here, sir. <laughs> a well oiled machine. Oh, did you watch? The best thing you can say about Jason Kidd as an assistant coach is you haven't heard anything about Jason Kidd, the assistant coach. So, yeah, he's at least staying in line with what the Facts. organization wants to do. I think Mark Jackson had tweeted recently too, say he couldn't wait to get uh, back to coaching again. He been won a job since he got fired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't blame him either. Well, yeah, um, it would have been good for the Knicks. Who? Mark Jackson. What a young team, Mark Jackson. He'd be he, really think he could do it again? Yeah, I definitely think he still, he still got it in him. Hmm. That's a very popular view. Very popular. Oh, yeah. NBA <laughs> news. Uh, Indiana's Damontis Sabonis has a significant foot injury and has left the Orlando bubble to seek treatment from a specialist. Sabonis, who has been attempting to play through the injury, hopes to eventually rejoin the team in Orlando, but he could miss the rest of the season. That would be a big blow to Indiana's yeah. uh, chances. He is their best player. So, <laughs> um, uh, Oladipo did play in, I think, their latest scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he still is he officially in? He hasn't. He hasn't said whether he'll play or not. Like once. The, well, he has until Thursday. Seating game start. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I bet you he's still trying to see like, am I going to get paid or not? <laughs> like, that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. Well, best of luck to Sabonis um, in your recovery, sir. Uh, MLB transactions. Washington Nationals catcher Trey Barrera uh, receives an 80 game suspension without pay after testing positive for anabolic steroid. Um, he apparently took the performance enhancing substance DHCMT, the <laughs> chemical compound used in drug fuel Olympic athletes in the former East Germany decades ago. Man, this man taking horse tranquilizers. Like, shits. <laughs> Like East Germany hasn't existed in the last thirty years. Like if that's the same shit you taking, like that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's very pre- unrefined. Prehistoric <laughs> PEDs. Who found Soviet this shit. for you? <laughs> you? Probably like they probably ain't testing for this no more. Right. That's um, like probably exactly what he thought. You're gonna turn into X Men and shit. Right. He'll be green. <laughs> well, he'll be doing that at the crib for eighty games. So. Uh, <laughs> MLB injuries. Houston Astros pitcher Justin Verlander out a couple weeks with the elbow injury. Now, when it, when it happened initially, they was like, oh, he's done for the season. He, he ain't going to be able to play no more. And then Verlander came back like, what the fuck? <laughs> ain't nobody said that. Like, I'm, it's a couple weeks. <laughs> now he just ducking all them people that's going to tee off on his ass. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> now, let me ask y'all a question. This is build a show real quick. Do y'all want the radio segment to come now? I'll tell you now. It's Roy Jones. Mm. Before we talk about this fight or after we talk about this fight. Now, this is a repeat. We knocking niggas out with Roy Jones <laughs> and Mike Jones. We was talking about Mike Jones earlier. So that's the song we're going to play this week. Play now. Yeah. You want the radio now? Okay. Yeah. Let's go to the radio. Ken. 
Would you hmm. tell the people who are unfamiliar with the radio what this segment is? Um, this is the radio segment um, where we play a song that is sport adjacent. I'm either written, composed, performed, produced um, by someone in the sports realm. Um, Tim is our DJ. DJ, give it to me. Give it to um, me. This is our backstage production meeting. There it is. So as I said, this week's song is Roy Jones and Mike Jones knocking niggas out. Knocking niggas out. Now, if you don't remember, the song literally starts immediately. So there is like no room to talk over it. Because the bars just start. Um, the bar. There's no decision to make. Them. Just there's no, decision no, no, no. I'm looking make. for the name of the song. Is it, is it knocking niggas out? Yes, sir. Okay. Mike Jones and Roy Jones <laughs> knocking niggas out. <laughs> okay. All right. So let us know when you're ready to go on air, Tim. I'm good. <clears throat> Ken, would you count us down? Mm-hmm. Five, four, three, two, one. WTCK Radio 69.9 FM, where 69 is five. W-T-E-C-K Radio 69.9 with 69 is fine. It's DJ Mr. Give It To Me. We got Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Jones knocking niggas out. I'm blind in the world because I was day to day grinding on my blow up. I told you. Think I'm lying. I'm going to show you. I'm using the Pensacola. Mike Jones, man. Carry it hard. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mike sets the bar really high oh, for Roy oh. Jones. Is a bitch, bro. Where he got his shit off. I love this song. I am still so shocked that y'all had never heard this before. Switch your house, body head. We bought them Joneses, nigga. We ain't never scared, huh? Come on, uh, come on, nah, come on, uh. Well, clearly. He really ain't never scared because this nigga really is going to fight Mike Tyson. 
Yeah. You got to come out to this then. What if he come out with Mike Jones performing his entrance music? Oh, <laughs> That'd be the most 2006 shit I've ever seen in my life. I mean, this match <laughs> is kind of 2006 ish. Yeah. That's, that's uh, generous for Mike Tyson. I'm scared, <laughs> bro. I really am. And so, wait. Interviews. Wait, let's set the scene for people in case they might not have heard. It, it could be possible. In case you didn't know. In case you didn't know. Mike Tyson and Roy Jones are going to fight each other um, in the exhibition about on September 12th. Eight rounds. Um, no headgear. Possibly oh, they, slight. They, they're, they're having headgear. Oh, they added headgear now? Yeah, they're going to have it because Roy Jones is talking about it today. But I, we can finish. Mm, I wonder who asked for that. Whoever did was a very smart person. He said he don't want it. He was like, he was like, I'm going to tell you right now. He's on first take. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't want it. <laughs> If it's up to me, we take him off. I'm like, no, you don't want that. He don't want that. No. But yeah, they're going to have a 10-part docuseries leading up to the fight. It's going to be on uh, Triller. (laughs) As well as, you know, yeah. So that's going to be kind of tight. This fight is actually tied to Mike Tyson's new league that he actually launched called Legends Only. So his gimmick is that uh, they're going to train vets, you know, from different sports and help them get back into professional form. Oh, so, it could be kind of fun to watch. It could be kind of sad. I really don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. But uh, yeah, Mike Jones. I said Mike Jones. He's definitely Oop. not fighting Mike Tyson. Who? <laughs> who? Roy Jones. Who? You gotta do his who the right way. Who? <laughs> he's fighting tyson so who y'all got tyson or, or or jones i got tyson man watching the videos of tyson looks scary as fuck yo like there's no way i want to be in the ring with this man not even five seconds but you'll smoke with a nigga <laughs> yeah, I'm telling y'all, motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm telling you, niggas, he's crazy. I'm like, no, nah. you, think, you think he just gonna start smoking in the He we smoking in the middle, smoking. He just go get up and just whoop my ass. <laughs> 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 yeah, I do believe so. <laughs> believe that could happen. Yeah, he just go uppercut me and shit, nigga. No, that's <laughs> but damn. I'm like, damn, Mike, why you doing me like that? Yeah, you acting like that shit. <laughs> why you doing me like that, Mike? Sleep. <laughs> like, this escalated quickly. He was just trying to smoke, fam. I don't know where the uppercut came from. <laughs> and I caught a two-piece, and it wasn't kicking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, uh, I go with Tyson, too. <laughs> I two-piece dudes for a living. I ain't talking about chicken. I'm Roy oh. Jones. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, it works. It works. <laughs> oh man, that is so funny. I really love that song. I need to make that clear. Like that, I love that song. But that, the the who's are funny, fam. They're funny. I, I get in their primes that they were in different weight classes for the most part. But I feel like people sleeping on Roy Jones. Like he's younger, and like there was a time where he was pound for pound the best boxer on the planet. So. And he switched, he switched like four different weight classes. He went from middleweight to... I think he even uh, fought a heavyweight at some point. Yeah. yeah. 
That's what he said in the song, fam. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't hear him? He said when he was a heavyweight, he made it to post. <laughs> I'm sorry. But no. He's that song like it's scripture. Like, <laughs> I love that song, man. But no. Verse um, three. Like, uh... <laughs> it's only two verses. But yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, the thing with Roy Jones, though, is that he was built off of speed more than anything else. Like, he had a little pop behind him, but he was quick. Tyson yeah. was always power. And as you age, you get stronger, but you don't get quicker. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how quick Roy going to be able to move out the way because Tyson's, yeah, Tyson's <laughs> hands are. <laughs> but still, we turn into another Mike Tyson training video. <laughs> We're getting all the body shots, headshots. Like, no, nah, bro. He body said it hit. himself. He said it himself. Shit, he's been the way he, if you go and find the Roy Jones interviews that he's been doing lately, he's not. He's carefully trying not to say anything negative about Mike. And I wouldn't either. I, shit, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it's a business venture between the two of them, so I don't think that there is animosity but, between them. Yeah. Everybody keeps asking. So, like, Max uh, asked him today, he was like, how hard are y'all going to go? Like, are y'all going to full throttle, this, that, and the third? And he was just like, well, you know, the plan is for, you know, I can make it entertaining, and you're not going to, I can shig me a little, you're not going to do a little jig, stuff like that. I can entertain it. He's like, but Mike... He only know one gear. <laughs> so he only know one. So he's like, I'm gonna go in there. He was like, and even though we uh we supposed to be making it entertaining, he was like, you may give Mike a one-two combo that he don't like. Next thing you know, he was like, treat Mike like a puppy. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, you can play with him and stuff like that, but then they switch up on you and they just start attacking you out of nowhere because they don't know the difference. They just only know just to keep going. And he was like, and Mike, he's like, if I hit him the wrong way, he don't like that shit. It's a wrap. He was like, so I'm going there preparing to fight Mike Tyson. <laughs> I was like, I don't blame you. That was one thing I thought of, like when this got announced, though, is um, like we played that clip probably like a year ago where he was talking about like the mentality of him as a boxer and like how it made him, like how it fucked him up mentally, like how he mm-hmm. felt like I don't, I don't remember what he said verbatim, but like it was real powerful, like mm-hmm. that he just felt like this caged animal. And he feels mm-hmm. better now, but he, you know, like. I just don't want him to like you know snap back into that type of mentality when it yeah. so clearly took a toll on him. Right. And he's doing so well now. Like it looks like he's doing well now. Yeah. Um, another fight that's going to be on that card is YouTube star Jake Paul and uh, former NBA player Nate Robinson. So. <laughs> I don't even know why this is a thing, but I didn't even like. Who I was like. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I have no idea, but Jake Paul's that dude who was eating uh, Reese's peanut butter puffs out of them real expensive shoes. I don't know if y'all saw that video. Mm-hmm. He's the YouTube. Yeah. And they but, turned into a boxer and beat up. A, he, his, I think he only knocked out one other YouTuber. Oh, he'd be in YouTube boxing. fights. <laughs> he had a YouTube boxing match and now his second fight going to be against Nate Robinson. Like, Okay. I would expect Nate to win that handedly. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> I don't know. One's fought professionally before another has and it ain't Nate. So I hear you, but I said what I said. I got to go. Nate, don't let us down, fam. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for Nate. I'm just saying, like, you know. Man, you go out there and get ass whoop. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would oh, be damn, sad. Nate. Oh, yeah, that's all you can do. So we've known since 2018 that Seattle was going to get uh, a new hockey team. 
They're going to mm-hmm. be the NHL's 32nd franchise. But we did not know until Thursday of last week the name of the team, what the logo was going to look like, or what them colors was going to be. Yeah. But but now we do know the Seattle Kraken. Release Kraken? the Kraken. Mm-hmm. So is the jerseys Kraken or not? What do y'all think? The colors are like this icy blue. That's like the primary splash color. Then you got like this real dark navy blue, and then got a pop of red. Mm-hmm. It's like an eye of the logo. Yeah, they don't. Or the red's like an eye in the logo. Is what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> So, first of all, team name. Y'all like it or not? Timmy, you're it's muted. Different. Oh, you talking somewhere else? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I like it. It's different. Um, like, a Kraken is like a legendary sea monster. So, um, I don't know, water, ice, you know, it kind of fits. <laughs> Seattle, rainy, you yeah. know, they got all the water around them. Right. You F what so, it um, can? Yeah, them jerseys cold. The jerseys, I feel like the name fit. I don't know. It'd be dope. If I'm looking for a team, I might, you know, be like, yo, I'm going to rock with this squad. But, you know, the Chicago all day. Yuck. I like them, though. Well, they also probably <laughs> need to change their logo. But <laughs> You know, like this? <laughs> no, no, he was no, talking about, about Chicago's uh, Chicago. hockey team. Oh. Yeah, I, I actually fuck with this, uh, this logo, the color scheme and everything like that. Yeah, like, it's cold. <laughs> It's dope as a motherfucker. I, I seen a lot of uh, they fans are. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter. I say, it's like, nah, this shit trash. I don't like it. I'm like, it makes sense. It looks you always just find the, the negativity because <laughs> like most Bro, of them, it's been overwhelmingly comments. positive. I go into comments. That's your problem. <laughs> yeah, you be finding the one off. The and worst thinking people, That's the law. <laughs> that's like that's like LeBron finding the one person that called him old over the. Uh, <laughs> they called him Wash. I'm sorry. He is no, old. Uh, matter of fact, LeBron. It was, it was several. LeBron, someone get, someone get LeBron James for me. He needs to hear me real quick. LeBron. Stephen A, we know you got the line. <laughs> I know Just what you're doing. I know what you're doing, LeBron. You ain't never a day in your life wanted to have gray in your beard. Never. <clears throat> you probably been dying your beard for the last three or four years for all we know. And it's him. Yeah, you've been doing all the stuff with your hair, which, hey, your decision, man. I, I, I respect that. Whatever you want to do is cool. But what's not cool is this image you try. I know what you're doing. You're you tricky. You think you got, you're the, you got the gray in your beard because you want to keep reminding people that you're old. The nigga is old. Why? How do you get old that he got gray? Like that's his whole MVP case is I'm old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like literally that's like it. I'm 35 and doing this, which as we said, impressive. Mm-hmm. Let's not get that wrong. But the MVP is not about the narrative. It's about what you're doing on the court. And the thing is like 35 is old, but it's not like no – Almost all the greats of NBA history have still been good at 35, have still been great at 35. Mm-hmm. Like, Jordan won his last title, I think, after the age of 35. Like, people mm-hmm. still cold at that point. It's not like you're 40. Like, if you're still doing this at 40, then yes, like, super props. But it's not unheard <laughs> of for you to still be the best player or nearly the best player in the league at 35 years old. Yeah, he has a lot of miles on his body, too, though. <clears throat> he does. But again, like I, I'm just saying, like it's not unprecedented. Like yeah. Kobe was still, uh, you know, until he got hurt, was still cold in his mid to late thirties. Hey, bro, he was always cold. He he never had off. Never was not. Cold. Never had off day. He never. I don't, even, 
I don't even fuck with him, but Carl Malone was still cold until that, until that <laughs> last year with the Lakers. Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar oh. was still like winning yeah, championships in his mid thirties. John Stockton, uh, Jason Kidd, he had lost a couple steps, but he was still getting it done in his mid thirties. How old was Shaq? Shaq got fat though. Yeah, and like, he stopped caring. He was getting turf toe, all types of shit. No, the year that he was with Miami, when he when he like 34, 35? I think he was early thirties at that point. Because he was drafted in what 93, 92. 92? Let's see. Ooh, so okay, cool. Let's talk about some social justice statements. So, sorry, I found it. So, Shaq was born in 72, so if that was 2005, he was 33. Yeah, early 30s. That first year in Miami, he was 33 then? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so, so, you yeah. wanted the championship. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, players in the NBA, WNBA, and MLB have continued to make statements for social injustices. So in the NBA, you had guys like LeBron, speaking of, Tobias Harris, Paul George, and many others who were using their post-practice conferences as um, a time to bring attention back to Breonna Taylor. Um, and the, yeah. Uh, in the WNBA, the Storm and Liberty players, they went to the locker room prior to the playing of the national anthem, not during, before it started to play. Um, they actually said that they felt that kneeling has kind of gotten like the sense of like it's not the same no more. Like it's kind of gotten a little watered yeah, down. Martin Luther King does. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, they wanted something that was a little bit more powerful. So they said, we're going we're gonna to walk off. Um, in addition to that, they also had 26 seconds of silence. Um, in tribute to Breonna Taylor. And as you guys know, they have her name on the back of her jersey. So back of their jersey. So uh, MLB players have even been kneeling during national anthems, either individually, like a couple guys on a few teams, or you've seen entire teams kneeling, like the Nationals kneel, the Yankees kneel, the Dodgers kneel, the Giants kneel all together. And when I was watching the Brewers and Cup game, I was surprised because they had a whole Black Lives Matter decal on the mound. And I was like, okay, MLB, I yeah. didn't. <laughs> I said, where does this come from? <laughs> they had the little homie um, who sung that really powerful song, like, I'm a black man. I'm not going to sing it the way he do because, you know, I can't sing. But the I Just Want to Live song, mm-hmm. he was singing at the beginning of the Cubs Brewers game. And I was like, man, this is powerful. Then they did the national anthem. And I was like, different energy, (laughs) (laughs) different energy, but okay. We're here. But yeah. How have y'all felt about uh, how the players have been speaking out? I think it's been dope that they've been, because they, again, a lot of the players focus has been for the social injustice and uh, inequalities. And their fear was that they would, not be able to still express themselves. So they made sure before they came back that they were able to. And it's been dope that the organizations that they're a part of has allowed them and it kind of helped them express it even more. So I, I, I've enjoyed it. I liked it. Um, I just want I always have immense respect for the WNBA because they always go hard. Like they're always mm-hmm. at the forefront of injustice before the shit was cool. Like now, like, they put their money where their mouth is like they and they make way less money. You know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. like it's actually going out further on a limb for them to, you know, like be willing to stand yeah. up to, you know, entrenched power structures. So 
definitely shout out to them. Um, yeah. I mean, like everybody, everybody is doing what they feel right. Like they're using their platforms to speak about things. So um, mm-hmm. I just hope that everybody makes sure that they're educated on the things that they talk about. Cause I've heard so certain comments that are like, mm, that's not exactly what happened, but yeah, I get where you're coming from and I respect it, but just make sure that you're, you're educated on the things that you speak about. Like there's a reason the NBA left books in uh, the rooms of players. Like they're kind of like we we're building this around, you know, Black Lives Matter, but we also want y'all to know what you're talking about. Like the most powerful words come from those who are educated upon which they're speaking on. So if you really want to have an impact in those post-game conferences, like have some details, have some facts, be ready to go. Like, cause the more, you know, the better you're able to talk on it. So <laughs> keep educating yourselves. And that's not actually just for NBA players. Like that's literally all of us. Like yeah. whether you black, white, whatever you, you are get like on facebook sharing yes. memes that are false like actually read up on what the fuck you're talking about like i'm about to reread the new jim crow because it's been a while like i'm just i'm gonna just reread it it's been a while anyways it's been cool though i've been i've been enjoying it for sure were y'all surprised to see mlb step in though or did y'all expect them to say something i expect them to say something because everybody else is doing it so, you know, they don't want to be – they can't be the oddball odd out and not do anything. I'm not saying it's not genuine and all of that, but I feel like, you know, the, the hand was dealt that they had to at least do something, you know, because mm-hmm. everybody else is doing it. I agree with that. So, I want to say, like, those – sorry, sorry to cut you off, but, like, those orange hoodie, the orange WNBA hoodies. They cold. Cold, yeah. cold. Like, yeah. if they won $60, I would have been ordered one. <laughs> I just ordered some um some sparks gear. I was like, I'm for the I'm for the dedicate myself to get some more, you know, to direct the squad. Hey, I'm not gonna lie, the sparks look good this weekend too. I uh, I was geek. They were balling. Like they <laughs> they was hooping. They was really hooping. Yeah. Just want to send a subliminal out there. My birthday is next month. I wear a size a size large. Just putting that out there. Moving on. <laughs> it ain't for y'all. It's for certain people listening. Moving on. If you get more than one of those hoodies, just pass it on, brother. Pass it on. You kissing the mic, fam? What was that? Kiss, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Anyways, so Dave Meltzer, he reported that uh, AEW actually beat Raw and SmackDown for the first time ever in a demographic, despite having competition from NXT. With that being said, it wasn't by a lot, but the fact that they were able to do it, even though it was in one demo, is impressive. I mentioned last week how the WWE product really wasn't like doing it for me too much. And I saw an article with people who were like saying the exact same thing. So I was like, oh, it's not just me. Like, yeah, people are being like, this is losing something. Like, we need something different. Um, mm-hmm. Ratings have actually been on a decline for a few years now. I went back and checked. Wrestling had the spotlight during this pandemic because most other things were canceled. Like we're now just getting back to NBA, MLB, NFL training camps are gearing up. With that being said, how do y'all think that's going to affect wrestling even further, given that they're not the only show in town anymore? It's going to hurt them because it's not just the fact that, yeah, they've been declining slowly, but I feel like, wrestling kind of needs a crowd 
Yeah, and for sure. The because I was telling Sam who was watching the other day, I was like, you know, it'd be the wildest shit. We've been doing all of this during the pandemic, and they've been forcing the crowds to reactions and things like that for people who they feel should be heels or faces and things like that, or boo or clap whenever they feel like they need to. Uh, it'd be the wildest shit if somebody they've been pushing this whole time, they get in front of a big ass crowd, and crowds come back, and everybody say, fuck them, boo, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then you like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> like Vince misreads the room a lot. <laughs> so I mean he misreads the room when he has a live crowd. So Yeah. The fact so that he doesn't see. have that feedback. Yeah. And I think it's gonna it's gonna really hurt him because they've been doing dumb shit. Like Mustafa Ali came back last week and then they buried him yesterday. He's been gone for like six months. They gave him all <laughs> and everything like that. Oh big star coming back. Da, 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 da. He won last week. And then he got squash matched to Bobby Lashley yesterday. I mean, <laughs> it's been bad, man. I told you, I couldn't watch like that pay-per-view, man. It was not good. They kept ruining stuff. My match would turn out. I'm like, okay, this is kind of interesting. And then the, the ending would come in. I'm like, you just ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be honest. I haven't, I haven't watched us more than like maybe 30 seconds since Mania. So what do you guys feel the issue is with, the pro- like is it booking decision? Is is it the lack of yes. crowd? Is it like it's more so the creative decision making because mm-hmm. like I said, they bring back a big star and then squash him next week. And then for a minute we had this whole some dude randomly showing up, tell the truth. I'ma tell the truth. I'ma tell the truth. Where the fuck did he go? Do you remember <laughs> that? He would pop up, he had a bunch of screens, and he'd be like, truth. Like it was literally all through WrestleMania shit, and he'd be like, Yeah, I'm gonna come back and tell everybody the truth. Where the fuck dude go? Man, he just gone. Like, just gone. <laughs> <laughs> they never revealed who the motherfucker was. They never revealed who the truth or what the truth was or anything like <laughs> Doing shit. Like, just poof, he disappeared. They do stuff like that. And then you have these young stars like Bianca and Shayna Baszler was gone for a while. For a minute. They come back. They instantly infuse life and, and fun into your product. So you should be pushing cats like that. I mean, they had a whole Twitter campaign with Naomi. Like, they were tired of Naomi getting squashed. Like, the decision-making, like, the, the creative decision-making. Why is Aleister Black getting defended by Dominic? Why Aleister Black lose and getting his eye poked out? And then Dominic, Rey Mysterio's son, who's not even a wrestler, is the one that's supposed to save him. The fuck? Now, I'm going to say this because you know Eric ain't watch wrestling in six months. He don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I know who Dominic is, but yeah, I don't know like what storyline you're talking. Like, I have no idea. The Rey Mysterio eye storyline is still going on. Okay. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I, I guess one other thing that I thought about is like a lot of stars have been out during this time. So is that part That's of part what's of it too? It? Okay. It's it's a lot of different factors working against WWE right now. So mm-hmm. they already weren't being that creative before COVID struck. Right. Like I, I was already kind of like eh on it. And then Uh-oh. COVID struck, they got all these different things going on. And now, like, you know, here we are. Mm-hmm. If they, oh, shoot. Who got yeah, hurt? I know. I know. Eric, Eric Gordon. Mm. Um, so it says he left, he hurt his left ankle. Um, and he stayed down for quite a bit. He's getting up very slowly and not putting a lot of weight on the leg. So the first thing I saw was that Gordon was getting helped off the court very, very slowly, not putting a lot of le- weight on the leg. I was like, Gordon Hayward? Um, but it is it's Eric Gordon. I mean, it still sucks, but, it, you know, Hayward obviously yeah. would have been like, damn, again. Yeah. That sucks. I hope that he's all right. For sure, for sure. Um, but let's stay on W – or not on WNBA. Let's stay on NBA. <clears throat> so 
the bubble scrimmages as we record are wrapping up and the season starts on Thursday. Having seen some of these scrimmage games now, have your impressions on any of the teams in the bubble changed after seeing them? Mm, um, I want to say Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> um, I'm way more confident now than I was before. And what? And them winning it all. Why? Just be, I, w- I didn't know how well they're going to gel. I didn't know. I know it's just scrimmage, but JR was looking good. He was making, you know, right decisions, and he basically had the green light. Just trying to see how everything was going to gel together. I was kind of nervous about, but I think we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah, AD looked good. He got poked in the eye, but yeah. they're but saying yeah, that he – It's always something with that man. Goddamn. Like – they said he might not play on Thursday, but I really don't believe that. Like, I'm pretty sure Anthony Davis is going to be playing on Thursday. So, yeah. Hmm. I was solidified like Ken in my decision of voting for our hometown squad because them boys out. Hooping. Hooping, hooping. They disappointed me against the, uh, the, same team uh, that the Pelicans, but – <laughs> like I was literally looking at the TV and I'm like the, the rotations were so sloppy and I was just like I was like move, move like move like I see move why is he so open mm. rotate talk 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 some more I can't hear y'all talk that that does remind me though Chris Paul wow watching him play basketball in this environment is amazing that's what I said this uh when we talked about LeBron and I was like Chris Paul is still hooping yeah, <laughs> yeah. But- that just furthers like the year of Chris Paul appreciation. Like everybody, that's who the Wash King was. Like that's who everybody thought Facts. was done. Um, but like between this, obviously, like the regular season play, and then what really solidified it for me was the All Star game. Like the ten, be- basically the ten best players on the planet that are healthy um, are playing in crunch time, and he is like the leader of a team with LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard on it. Like he's a goat. Yeah. He was way he was super important to like the ending of that game. Like he was like, you know, directing traffic. Like he was getting in there, like taking charges and de- mm-hmm. being up. Like it, him and Kyle Lowry gave me real appreciation for true point guards. Like mm-hmm. that's something that I feel like has been lacking for <laughs> a couple years now as like the more athletic Russell Russell Westbrook and Derrick Rose types have kind of taken over. So mm-hmm. um like for real, Chris Paul is a goat. <laughs> like, oh, they always be cold. We'll always be cold to be done. Hmm. NBA players are probably going to kneel on Thursday. Yeah, that's much fun. like the WNBA saying, like it's kind of. Hey, but that's going to be a, it is, a, but it's yeah, it's, it's going to be a first for them. So, yeah. kudos to y'all. Kudos to y'all. Um, Portland looks good. Oh, CJ McCullum and that damn step back was disgusting, my nigga. That's one of those step backs where you like, yeah, you read the rules as carefully as you could. Because <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucker read that bit. They yeah. turned around that step. They had the one pop. Listen, it was Came beautiful back, footwork. Fade away. <laughs> the motherfucker just hit number net. I was good. God. I was just ugh, disgusting the whole time watching. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful footwork. By the way, CJ McCollum. Was that before or after he got uh Sprite? That was after. Yeah, that okay. was after. He had to make up for it. <laughs> he got hung by the rim. He had to he had to come back and do well, something. You know, I gotta make a play of the week. Let me yeah, go ahead. 
he got to well, be. Y'all ain't been me on Shaqton. He got to be on Shaqton <laughs> and top ten for Sports Center. He got to be on both. Yeah. Uh, the MLB. So prior to their season season kicking off last week, they announced that they're going to have an extended postseason. Right before the season started. Mm-hmm. By the way, y'all, we changing stuff. <laughs> so they expanded the playoffs to sixteen teams from ten. That's the first time they've changed the playoff format since 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, all second place teams in all six divi- or in the six divisions make the playoffs. The seventh and eighth seeds are still going to have uh, the best. Wait, seventh and seventh and eighth seeds would be the best remaining records. Correct. Um, okay. First round will be a three game series. It's going to be played at the higher seed stadium. The rest of the postseason is going to be the normal lane. So you get the five games in the LDS and then seven in the LCS in the World Series. Right before switch, switch a route. But well, they added more teams. So they're giving cats more opportunities. I always thought, I was like, well, damn, if you come in first place, cool, that's fine. But they don't give a damn if you come in second because you can miss out on the wild card. You got to hit the wild card if you, if you come second in the division. So now it's just making sure that the top two teams in each division is going to be, you're there. And then, Whoever had the best two records after that, you went mm-hmm. in now too. So I guess it kind of eliminates the wild card, though. It, I mean, you got over well, half seven the league. Will be the wild card games. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got the over half your league in the playoffs now. So to the NBA's world. I'll say MLB's moving on <laughs> into modern uh, playoff structures. It looks like. And I'm wondering if this is just because of like the truncated season, and if they'll go back to the regular. Format yeah, was it's just the 162 season again. I wondered like that, that too about uh, the uh, the hitter in the mm-hmm. NL too. Like, are they going to try to keep that going after this is is done? It probably depends on how it turns out. Like, if NL fans are receptive to it, I'm a fan of it. Well, if Ryan Brown yeah. keeps hitting doubles, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm I'm with it. <laughs> you can't keep Ryan Brown like in a productive role on the team without having him like risk himself <laughs> in the field. Like, yeah, we got all these good outfit. Yes. Yes. Keep this rule. Like we changed it from corner to safety. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We'll keep you around. A little, keep you fresh. Girl. We got like three more years in DH. Don't even don't run out there and do shit else. Go hit that damn ball. Bring your ass back here. Speaking so, of baseball. I'll <laughs> oh, go ahead. Well, I, I just had a question. Cause like one thing that I read is that the higher seated teams get to pick their opponents is that did i misread that or is that part of it i know that was something that was talked about um okay. like as a possibility but i'm not sure that they actually implemented that i don't believe they did i thought so i pushed their only like i'd like to tweet but see. Tim, are you if that check? is the case would 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 you be excited about that or do you think that that's unnecessary so essentially like the the idea being that higher seated teams going like from first, second, third, fourth, like they would get to pick the lower seated team that they get to face first. So for example, like the Brewers end up with the best record in the NL, they would get to choose between teams five through eight, like which opponent they get to get to face. Mm -hmm. The -hmm. thinking being because it's such a shorter season, like some better team might hit, a losing streak or like my hit injuries like midway through that tanks their record, but then they get healthy for the playoffs. And it's like, well, that's not fair. Like we we're the best seed, but we get the hardest first round point opponent. So give me an opportunity to pick one of the weaker teams to play against basically. Yeah. 
But then you feel disrespected by the lower seed as yeah. the lower seed. You're like, damn, I'm you gonna sure. pick me, bro? You you think you, you been like, oh okay. <laughs> by the way, yeah, they did not do that. That was just something they talked about before. Okay. That's not a thing in damn. this season. Got to be cold though. Yeah. Like just for the chaos factor, like like you said, like teams feeling spited. Like what the fuck you mean? But also, like, I get it for the reason that I kind of na- named off because it's like if the Dodgers get like three injuries to start the season and then they hit a hot streak at the end, make the playoffs, and then I got to face them, like that shit ain't fair. Don't nobody want to see that shit. <laughs> That's life, boss. Especially since you don't get like home field advantage or anything anymore. Speaking of life, though, the Blue Jays got their uh, worst case scenario and they are actually playing their games at a AAA facility in Buffalo. So yeah. at least I got a home. Sorry, it's not the one you wanted. But we probably shouldn't be doing this anyway. So I'm like, man, fuck this season. <laughs> I'm thinking about like if y'all tried to create these bubble situations, mm-hmm. they had no choice but to play at a AAA damn field. Y'all have AAA affiliates and double a and single a i'm sure they you don't have the i hope y'all don't have them playing on no shitty ass field i'm sure they're it's just, it, kept fields no it's just not the same like the dugout caper, like it's they don't have any of, of the amenities that they're used to in a major league park like it's it's the minor leagues like it's not it's not their standard yeah, obviously now that you know the marlins have had their outbreak and their concerns around the league like now people are revisiting like what MLB could have done to mitigate um, like COVID concerns. One thing I, one I saw was put all the NL and AL West teams in LA, the NL AL Central teams in Chicago, NL East, NL AL East teams in New York. Because then you have two major league ballparks in yeah. each city that you can then like have games like play throughout the throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And you can still have night games because that's one of the concerns about the minor league uh, ballparks is that they don't have sufficient lighting um, for night games. So bubble them that way or like have all the West Coast teams go to Arizona for like all the spring training parks down there and have all the East Coast teams go to Florida, which again, like gets everybody in a central location. So you're eliminating all the travel, which is an issue and you're mm-hmm. kind of huddling people up into the single um, geographical areas. So it can actually be bubbled. And, and they have enough time to make one central location for the world series. Yeah. But they ain't going to want to leave their families for that long. That's, that's what they kept saying. Like, Oh, I mean, like their season is going to be short, shorter that is true. than the NBA season is. That is very true. So maybe, but they didn't want to do it for this time length. So, Maybe, yeah. maybe not. We'll see. A couple quick hits for y'all before we go in and blow the whistle. Uh, NXT champion Keith Lee, he actually, <laughs> I don't know which one of y'all pop pop, but that was funny. Uh, well, he relinquished the North American title. So there's going to be a triple threat mm-hmm. match. Uh, three of them leading up to NXT TakeOver. And the winners of those match are going to have a match at TakeOver to determine the new champ. So Keith is just focused on being the number one dog with the you know NXT championship, letting the other one go. I respect mm-hmm. that. So what are they doing with Adam Cole now? Is he moving up or what's going on with him? I don't know. Don't know yet. I don't know. Don't know yet because they got the, they focused on carrying across now. Crazy psychopath motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't know about Adam Cole yet. I'm I'm assuming because SummerSlam is coming around is coming up. He's probably on his way up. 
That's, that's, a, that's an assumption, though. I don't, Adam Cole, Cole. Yeah. Adam Cole, A Longtime NBA commissioner, David Stern. He is going to be posthumously inducted into the Women's Basketball Hall of Fame next year. Um, he was instrumental in launching WNBA back in 97. So they're going to honor him with that. So that's pretty cool. And also some pretty cool news, Brooklyn Nets guard Kyrie Irving, he committed $1.5 million to help pay WNBA players uh, who opted out of this season. That's super cold. Um, this fund is also going to provide players with financial literacy programs uh, created by UBS. So that's tight. He talked with um, Natasha Cloud and Jewel Loy. So let's talk about them and the challenges they face from uh, sitting out. So. Shout out to Kyrie. Yep, for sure. I always I shit on him constantly, but he definitely stepped up. So shout out to yeah, him. That's dope, brother. That being said, let's get into Boulder Whistle because I got some things to say. Yeah, <laughs> get some shit to get off your chest. Yes, sir. All right, now that's enough out of you. You know what? Tease ass up. And I ain't even gonna be long-winded. But Mike Dicka. Sir. So, and Ken just sat back in his chair to shake his head. I feel you. We, too, had an embarrassing moment as Packers fans with uh, Brett Favre playing golf with my second blow the whistle of the week. (laughs) Anywho, (laughs) Mike Dick, we're talking about you. Chicago Bears legendary coach. He's currently uh, the chairman of the X League, which is a women's football league. In a recent interview with TMZ Sports, he was talking about that league when he was asked, if he would support his athletes kneeling during the anthem in silent protest. And his response pissed me off. Tim, could you read uh, Dick's response for me? Or Eric? I said you, Tim, could you be putting personality in this stuff? You'd be, you'd be putting on the show a little bit. You'd be like, you know. No, nah, fuck Dicker. So, uh, I'm just saying, you, I'm just, I was giving you a compliment, nigga. Yeah, of course. We don't, we don't like my Dicker. But I, <laughs> I want to give him no kind, of, no kind of plug, no fun, no nothing. No fun, no nothing. Okay, I hear you. I feel you. I understand. If it was up to me, I'd say no. If you can't feel respect. What? If you can't. Oh, sorry. If you can't respect <laughs> our national anthem. Like what? Uh, get the hell out of the country. That's the way I feel. Of course, I'm old fashioned. Pause. Uh, By old fashioned, he means racist. Clearly, because. What? Old yeah, fashioned. I think but it's I'm funny. I also think it's funny, like how the same group that says "Make America Great Again" is the same one saying, "Like if you don't like the country, get out." So it's like if you're saying that you're making it great again, that means it's not great now, which means that you don't like it. So you should be telling yourself to get out. Anyway, um, so so I'm not gonna say what I feel. I think there's a way you protest, and there's a way you don't protest. You don't protest against the flag, and you don't protest against this country who is giving you the opportunity to make a living playing a sport you never thought would happen. So I don't want to hear all the crap. You want to try it, try it. You don't, it's okay. Now, sir, <laughs> sir, sir, listen to me very clearly. When you say you don't protest against this country who has given you the opportunity to make a living, you are so in the wrong because they are here in spite of the opportunities that this country put in front of them. You can't even call them opportunities because they weren't even that, sir. Also, you don't have a right to tell people how to protest. I'm going to say this again. If you 
are not the one being oppressed in the situation. You have no right to determine how one and one should not protest. It is Mm -hmm. not your cause to protest. Mm -mm. You don't make those rules. Okay. White people stop that. Okay. Stop it. Especially old racist. Like you the one we protesting against. So you don't get to tell us how we protest. Exactly. Now here's my problem with this whole mentality. Same thing with the make, the make America, make America great or whatever. The problem is that you think this country is perfect and has no faults whatsoever. And it's like you are blind to the fact that improvement could be made. It's almost as if like you discovered fire and then you're like, this is good enough. Don't mm. don't invent no light bulbs. Like this is it. This is good. Like there are some disadvantages to just using fire as a light. Okay. Um, we transferred from using actual fire to light to light bulbs and so on and so forth because of safety, like, you know, whatnot. There is room for improvement in America. Okay. That's all we want. We're not trying to uphold, like, turn a new world order over here. We are just trying to make things equal. And the fact that that's a problem to you and that you think that's an old-fashioned view, which, I mean, it is old-fashioned, but let's keep in mind that America was built on racism. So to be old-fashioned in America is to be racist in America. Mike Dicka, I blow the whistle on you, sir. Get out of here with that. You should probably leave the country, okay? Because you're part of the problem. What is Earth? Next, Donald Trump. Listen, ah. sir, um, oh. you are a multiple-time offender on this show at this point. <laughs> I mean, honestly, he could be every week. Like we just, we honestly, we don't want to be redundant. <laughs> I'm gonna quickly tell y'all a story, okay? Uh, we talked about how Doctor uh, Fauci was gonna throw the first pitch at the the Nationals game. Remember, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So oh, that was terrible, by the way. It was a terrible <laughs> pitch. <So> an hour <laughs> before that terrible pitch occurred. President Trump was in the briefing room stage at the White House and he was pissed because he's like, how dare he be able to throw a pitch? You know what? I'm going to throw a pitch. He said literally, and I quote, Randy Levine is a great friend of mine from the Yankees. And he asked me to throw off the first pitch. And I think I'm doing that on August 15th at Yankee Stadium. (laughs) That being said, that was a surprise to not only his team at the White House, but to the Yankees. They had not <laughs> scheduled for him to come and throw the first pitch on August 15th. This man was on stage lying for clout because he was jealous. He is such a child. He was jealous that Fauci got some shine and got to throw the ball and he was getting recognized because he wants some recognition. You, sir, don't deserve any recognition. You, why we here in the first place? Because you can't lead a country. That's all I'm going to say about that. Because if I keep going, we're going to get canceled. <laughs> the podcast we're gonna end up getting canceled so i'm gonna just leave it right there i blow the whistle on you and brett Favre for playing golf with your funky self so it goes back to the earlier in the show like duh you do know we gonna tell them that you didn't we didn't say that to you right <laughs> you know somebody will come on and verify that we didn't have this conversation just right? wow and he canceled a- his own invitation because he, he didn't get invited. It's like when uh, Stephen then was like, we ain't coming to the White House. And he said, I'm not inviting the people that just said they ain't coming to the White House. Like Childish. Yeah. That was childish. a hilarious shit. Well, you know, yeah, I'm going to throw the first pitch, in, but I'm not going to go. I'm like, get the fuck? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> also, I want to point out, Brett Favre was one of the people that po- posted the blackout pictures. Yep. On Blackout Tuesday, and then turns around and plays golf with. They was dragging his Batman. The social media pictures don't mean nothing. 
Give me that boss. That being said, let's get into the tech time five and end the show. Five, four, three, two, one. Tech Top Five. Last week's Tech Top Five was best in our NBA MVPs over the last 20 years. Tim won the poll. Shout out to you, sir. Gracias. Congrats, congrats. This week, we are doing the top five wide receivers in the NFL since Keenan Allen is tired of biting his tongue. And he called out uh, Tyreek Evans, or yeah, Everybody. called out Ty- Tyreek Hill. He called out Mike Evans. He called out C- Chris Goodwin, not Godwin. Goodwin. It's Godwin, not Goodwin. Yeah, he called out the wrong person. But uh, yeah, he said they weren't a better receiver than him. Faster every day, but separation child, please. Mike Evans actually gave him some attention. Oh, go ahead, Eric. No, I was just going to say, Tim, I think, reposted um, this double move that he put on some corner. Yeah, that, like, that I, motherfucker was out. <laughs> I don't know. Like, God damn. <laughs> Every time no. I watched that, I showed it to Sam. She was like, ooh. I was like, Jesus Christ. He is one of the best route runners in the, the league. You can argue saying he is number one. Yeah. So he yeah. got that in his bag. But there is more than just route running that makes a great wide receiver. That being said, let's get into our list, shall we? For sure. Tim. So since I won, do I get the pick who go first? That has never been a thing before. Clearly you don't win off. (laughs) Since I won, do I get to pick somebody who go first? No, nigga, that ain't how this goes. You just go first. Unless you want to go first. You you can ask to go in a different order. You don't pick. (laughs) You go ahead and, you know... Man, when one time start filming. Start some new life. Wow, one man. Okay. <laughs> he over here rubbing his hands like a Bird crackhead. Man, I'm saying, you know, I get to pick somebody. You know, like Ashley Larry, them. No, how you hear his hands? Because they by the mic. But we've had this conversation before. We've had this conversation before. Let's move on. Who going first then? Are we doing? I'm going first. And regular. Okay, there we go. Um. Okay. So number five, I'll go with. Okay, six on it. I'm gonna go with uh. I'm gonna go with Reek at number five. Cause, yeah, I'm gonna go with Tyreek Hill at number five. Number four, I'll go with Odell. He should be healthy this year. Um. Ning is still an amazing receiver. Wait, what? Four this four going into the season? Yes. Odell back four. Yeah. Yes, trust me. No, Odell, Odell is been the clown. It's not a projection. It's a statement of where they are right now going into. The I got season. him as the fourth best. <sighs> Oof. Oof. Um, three, I got D Hop. Two, I got Julio, and one, I got Michael Thomas. You can never be mad at me too. Five, I got Odell. <laughs> Odell, uh, all are really gassing him after that track. Like, I understand why he had a bad season. He wasn't fully healthy, but I can't. <laughs> but because of what he did on the field, there's no like I can't justify it. Like Amari Cooper had a better season. Than Odell Beckham, like Amari Cooper had a better quarterback too. We know Odell's talent is there. We know it's there. Odell will. Odell is still one of the top receivers in this game, and I, I will stand. I on don't. That. I'm not arguing with his overall talent. I'm saying based on what he did, I think putting him in a top five is is outlandish. But but it's not top five. 
2019 seasons is top five wide receiver. Well, yeah, going into the season, that's why I'm like, it, to me, that's that's too high. That's my opinion. Well, go on. Number five, Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, four, Devontae Adams. Three, Julio Jones. Julio. <laughs> Two, DeAndre Hopkins. One, Michael Thomas. All right, number five, I got Mike Evans. Number four, I got Devontae Adams. Number three, I got Julio. Number two, I got D-Hop. Number one, I have Michael Thomas. Tyreek would be my number six. With Keenan Allen. With Keenan Allen behind him. Just want to throw it out there. I do think Keenan Allen is a top 10 wide receiver. I just don't think that he's actually better than Mike Evans. I'll give you... uh, I'll give you good or Godwin for now. You had me calling him good when they get, but <laughs> but Godwin's coming, and I don't think you're better than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> All right, Ken. Uh, five Tyreek Hill, four Devontae Adams, um, three D Hop, two Julio Jones, one Michael Thomas. That's Tim, wasn't it? Tom Fixon, no, was it? He didn't have Odell on it. Oh yeah, my bad. Oh yeah, did have Oh, you had Devontae instead of Odell. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the list for the week. Y'all let us know whose list y'all liked. Tell us what you think. Let us know what y'all list is too. I'm sure everybody got a list. It's, it's the hot thing right now. Everybody got a, a wide receiver list. So show us yours as well. We hope y'all enjoyed the show. We, stop throwing up gang signs. <laughs> I'm trying to end the show. Uh, wait, breaking news. Chargers and defensive end Joey Bosa re- uh, reached an agreement on a five-year, $135 million extension. Mm. Ties him to LA for the next season, six seasons. Uh, he had seventy-eight million fully guaranteed at signing and one hundred and two million guaranteed wow. on new defensive record. Jesus, can, I saw, can you, Whenever I hear yeah. the NFL signing bonus like sizes, I'd be like, "Can you imagine getting seventy-eight million at one time? Like you sign a contract and it's like seventy-eight million in your bank." <laughs> Man, I probably would just pass out. Not even gonna lie. <laughs> Lord, hey, uh, Lord that's a lot of money. He, uh, Joe Burrow signed his contract today. I think his was four years, and he got like twenty-eight million guaranteed. Off the yeah, top. but that's he on the rookie scale, so that's yeah. different. Like we knew where he was. Million gonna, is a rookie. I hear you, but we knew where he was gonna be around. Like thereabouts. Signing bonus. Hey, that's, number number one draft pick, baby. Yeah. Woo. That's wild, but. You know, but yeah, that's the show. Congrats to uh to Bosa on the the contract. But uh yeah, if you want to follow me on social media, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram, and PSN at Camille Monet, C A M I L L E M O N A E, because your mom is fancy. Thank you, sir. At Bucks Burner on Twitter. That's all you get. Goddamn right. And I'm actually starting to use it again because the books are back. So, <laughs> um, everyday underscore gentleman on Instagram. I'm Harris two sixteen on Twitter and Snapchat. And it's your boy T I M K I N Z D number three A K A Ass Ketchum A K A Mister Give It To Me. Mm-hmm. I guess I see you next lifetime. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Let's see you next week. Oh boy. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.